everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of the E2B2 podcast. I'm your host, Evan J. Thomas, and sitting next to me always is... Brandon Thomas. And we have a movie that we're going to be reviewing tonight called Tenet. Yep. Which stars... Shit, who did it star? There's a lot of people. (laughs) John David Washington is the main character, and that is Denzel Washington's son. So that's a very interesting um, find there that we we had. And this movie actually came out earlier this year after it was delayed three times because of COVID. But before we get to that movie, we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves and what we've been going through and dealing with the past two weeks. So I'm going to start off myself. Usually I let Brandon do it, but I'm going to do it. I want to just uh, let everybody know that my parents are actually recovering from COVID-19 in North Carolina currently. They've been sick for over two weeks, and they're now just finally kind of coming out of it, getting a little bit healthier. So I just want to throw it out there to everybody to make sure you guys are staying safe, wearing your masks, washing your hands, and just paying attention to that crap that's around you and washing your you know your butt and everything armpits. too armpits <laughs> your junk make sure you guys are staying clean we we try to make a little bit of fun over this even though this week was just scary cuz my dad was in and out of the hospital on Tuesday and I was in touch with Brandon letting him know what was going on too and it was just a little scary situation for a day or so but you know just make sure you guys are all staying safe through this whole pandemic and through covid because It's scary out there. Even as my mom says, it's not fun, and it will knock you on your ass if you're old like they are. I don't know. But, yeah, so, Brandon, I'm going to talk about myself first. You go ahead. All right. So, in the past two weeks or so, what have I been doing? I've I've been catching up on some TV. I've started watching Cobra Kai. The TV show on Netflix, which has been awesome. I've seen the first two up, two seasons, and I'm two episodes into season three. Mm-hmm. And let's see, I watched a bunch of movies over the past uh, two weeks. One with, or a few with Heather. We saw, uh, what did we see? The Sound of Metal, which is on net. I think that was on Amazon Prime. That was a very interesting movie about a deaf drummer, a guy who turned deaf. From drumming too from much? From drumming too much and had to learn how to become deaf and didn't want to, you know, kind of realize his deafness. But it was a very touching movie. It was actually, like, really good and just, you know, coming to earth kind of movie there. But, yeah, like I said, watching a bunch of new TV shows and uh, started watching Game of Thrones again, catching up from where I left off in season, I think it was five a few years ago, so I still have a few more seasons to catch up on that. And then I've been doing Uber and Lyft a lot as well. So I've been doing that, hitting the gym, doing that as well. I also have my uh, radio show, my Rock Hard with Evan J. Thomas show. And speaking of radio, if you guys have Turbo, Sirius XM Turbo, this coming Tuesday, the 26th, you can catch me at 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern doing a four-song takeover, which will be awesome. So, again, Sirius XM Turbo, you can catch that there. Brandon, what's been up with you lately? So, the past few weeks have been mostly, there's been a lot of school-related stuff. There there was this week, or this just past week, and there was a week beforehand. The week beforehand was a week in prep. 
preparation of fi- uh, midterm whatever finals. Okay. And then this week was just finals, which some classes actually did their finals on the fir- on the first week, which was I think on like it was like practice finals, but then some of them did it right earlier, some of them did it later. Uh, so, so it was just mostly, it was wild, but it wasn't insanely stressful because much of the topics weren't insanely hard. Okay. Just boring for some of them. Like, I, I was, I'm not sure if I mentioned on here, but I don't like the English topics because it's always like, connect this to the book or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's that sort of junk. And then chemistry and, you know, American history is all it's all good. My favorite class was media, and we're doing a project. Yeah, you about, mentioned that uh, two weeks ago. So yeah. how far have you gotten so far in that? There's, I can do a few. Uh, so I'm basically almost done, but I might do some reshoots in terms of some scenes that I am not really, uh, not I don't really like, and uh, possibly some re-recordings of the vocal lines. But that's. I'll do on Monday, this upcoming Monday. Yeah, so you have one day. Actually, one and it might a half be Tuesday day. because we have Monday off, so it's either Monday or Tuesday. You have this Monday off? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's something day or whatever. Well, Martin Luther King Day was last week, so maybe you don't have Monday off. Hmm. Better check that out. Uh, I'll check that out. But so get that project done, man. Yeah, so that should be fun. Which I think, yeah, we talked about it being a uh, supervision sunglasses. Yeah, that, I can't wait to see that. So <laughs> maybe I'll see it one day. So and then. For things I've been watching, so it's definitely not on the scale of what Dad has been watching this week because this week a children's animated TV show for Jurassic Park has been released. I saw that on Netflix. Very, very thrilling. Not really, but when you have nothing else to watch other than the (laughs) movies we watch here or in maybe whatever TV show or whatever we end up watching here, you just gotta find something since it's Jurassic Park. I was gonna ask if you saw that because I saw it pop up on Netflix when I was going through. I today. was watching it earlier today. That's what I've been somewhat doing. And I'm on. It's 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 on season two right now, but it's an interesting kids show because the kids kids shows usually are like basic level, but then this one is more like it's made for kids, but it's obviously like it's more not, high schoolish. Then not no, no, it's more like. It's not dumb, like, it's not like... It's not lowbrow, it's more highbrow. Yes, it's, yeah, it's more like, it's hard to explain. They put more detail and thought into what usually kids' shows would do. Like, since it's Jurassic Park, maybe they just, you know, they throw in some stupid thing, but then this one, it's like, they mostly pay attention to most of the previous films or whatever. So it's like, whatever... Whatever, uh, thirty slightly overweight thirty year old neckbeard, <laughs> greasy men or women are watching the movie, uh, watching the films. I mean, not the films, the TV show. They can give their own review well, and not get horribly rated because that's usually mostly from adults rather than children. Anything on YouTube you've been checking out lately? Nope. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there's that. So, uh, nothing other than that. There's just been average stuff. Just wake up, go to go to school. The usual. Play, uh, get out of school, play a game, eat dinner, sleep. Gotcha. It's and a, uh, cycle. today, Brandon and I, actually, for about a half an hour or so, did a little um, basic karate stuff that I found on YouTube. So we were working on that. We had a nice little uh, fight scene that we did together 
in the uh, living room here where I kicked his ass once again. Well, sort you, of. You 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 kicked me more. You, you beat. You were. I was in I control usually, more. Yeah, because we usually have these whatever weird fight scenes. Or it's like John Wick, but I, whatever. And then we didn't like, get to that. No. We didn't there's get no, to There's no pencil I did, stabbing. No, I did do the headshot, though, where I grabbed the top of your head and I was <laughs> pounding the knife down into your head. Well, Pretending to. I, I didn't have a real knife. I'm putting <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and then uh, this, this evening, um, well, this afternoon, too, I kind of flipped on again Netflix and found a funny, kind of interesting little segment and series called uh, The History of Swear Words. Yippers. And that was with Nicolas Cage, and I saw the first couple episodes, and the first one was the F word, so fuck. And then there was shit, and I think bitch was another one. But the F word one was great. The history of that is just hilarious, and just them going over like the different movies and how it all came about and how the F word can be used as anything from a verb to a noun to... Oh, like a wow, like, oh, fuck, like shit like that. Yippers. Shit like that. But it's just <laughs> hilarious. And then for dinner, Brandon and I, we ordered, what did we order? Hooters Wings. Hooters Wings. Delivered it to the house. Delivered to the house. And my mom actually said we should try a new sauce. So we did. And it was called the Daytona sauce, which was really freaking good. If we're going to go get Hooters Wings again, we're going to get that sauce. We're going to definitely get that. I love Three Mile Island, but it's kind of boring now. I mean, it's good, but it's like that Daytona sauce was just, oh, boy, tasty, tasty, tasty. I'm, yeah, and uh, both of them are spicy. The, the Three Mile Island is a lot more spicier. Hotter. Hotter, spicier, whatever. But I'm kind of... I'm like a weird person where I'm kind of resilient to spiciness, but not really. Like, I'll get a kick from in almost all cases, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's not going to kill me. No. Not like years ago when we went and had uh, ghost, pepper, ghost jerky. pepper jerky in North Carolina. And Brandon, I think you were, what, I think you were 11. Probably. He was 11 years old and didn't know what he was about to eat. And the moment he tasted it and it started burning, <laughs> we all had to run over and go buy some milk because it was no, so... No, I think we tried to wa- find a water Pepsi. fountain. Yeah. No, it was a water fountain. No, I ran up to an actual like, concession stand and bought <laughs> soda because it was that hot. But just I just remember Brandon's expression when it... <gasps> it was like, oh my... And he thought he was going to die. So we're going to take a quick little break here. i got a few new commercials coming up for you from uh, some friends of mine. And then when we come back, we're going to get into this very interesting film. I do have to say interesting. Interesting. Very interesting film, Tenet. So we will be right back here on the E2B2 podcast. Yep. Christian and Jason bring you the C&J Wrestling Show podcast where the guys go in-depth on all things WWE, AEW, NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact, New Japan, and NWA. Christian and Jason keep you posted on all current events and go in long discussions over wrestling history and look for special guests throughout the year. Get the C&J Wrestling Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and various podcast platforms. And make sure you follow the guys on Facebook at the C&J Wrestling Show. 
Ixnay, the Offspring Project, will be featured at Warp Tour Tribute Night 2021 at the Hobart Art Theater in Hobart, Indiana on Saturday, February 6th at 6 p.m. Come and join us for a night of badass music as we go back to the 90s and 2000s era of alternative and rock featuring Ixnay, The Offspring Project, American Idiots doing Green Day, Dead and Buried is a Day to Remember, and A Little Piece of Seven is Avenged Sevenfold. Warp Tour Tribute Night 2021 is an all-ages show, $10 to get in. Go to the Tribute to Warp Tour 2021 event page for tickets and info. Live shows are coming back, and this is a nostalgia show you do not want to miss, Saturday, February 6th at the Hobart Art Theater. Get ready to headbang like your life depends on it. Slow the f*** down. Because you never know. It just might. Is that supposed to mean? Listen to the world's hardest rock metal worldwide. God right. That's all you had to say. Let out all your anger and rage before it consumes you. Gorge Earth, mother... Rock hard with Evan J. Thomas. Thursdays at 6 Central, 7 Eastern. All right, now get your f*** out the car. Hosted on Rock 98.9. And we are back on the E2B2 podcast, (laughs) episode number 23. I'm Evan J. Thomas, and with me is... Brandon Thomas. And we're going to be talking about the film Tenet, T-E-N-E-T. And this was a movie that came out this past year, so 2020, actually last year already. And it was released in theaters, actually in theaters in September, it was supposed to have been out, I think it was like uh, May or June or something like that over the summer. So it's but, not like Quiet Place 2 where it got held over for like No, they months, actually released it. So, in, yeah. and I don't know if that's good timing or not, but reading here, they actually says that they have lost over $100 million from, you know, just in terms of what they made compared to what it cost. So I'm going to just give you a little... It, like a couple little tidbits about the movie. It's a 2020 science fiction action thriller film written and directed by Christopher Nolan, who did a bunch of the Batman movies, and he also produced it with Emma Thomas. A co-production between the United Kingdom and United States. It stars John David Washington, like I said earlier, is the son of Denzel Washington. Robert Pattinson, who's going to be the new Batman. Uh, Elizabeth Debicki, Dimple Kapadia, Michael Caine has a. a little part in this, and Kenneth Branagh. And the film follows a secret agent who learns to manipulate the flow of time to prevent an attack from the future that threatens to annihilate annihilate the present world. Annihilate the present world. I did read through this beforehand for the first time in a while. So, Uh, Nolan took more than five years to write the screenplay after deliberating about Tenet's central ideas for over a decade. Pre-production began in late 2018, casting in March 2019, and principal photography lasted three months in Denmark, Estonia, India, Italy, Norway, the United States, and the United Kingdom from May to November. Cinematographer Hoyt von Hormot, shot on 70 millimeters and on IMAX, and scenes of time manipulation were filmed both backwards and forwards. Over 100 vessels and thousands of extras were used in this production. Dang. Kind of crazy. So like you said, it was delayed three times because of COVID-19 pandemic. Tenant was released in the United Kingdom on August 26, 2020, in the United States on September 3rd. 
in IMAX, 35mm, and 70mm, and it was the first Hollywood tentpole to open in theaters after the pandemic shutdown. It's grossed $363 million worldwide, making it the fifth highest grossing film of 2020. However, like I said, it failed to even break even due to its costly production and marketing budget, losing distributor Warden Brothers Pictures as much as $100 million. Ouch. The film received generally favorable reviews by critics, with Rotten Tomatoes saying it had all the cerebral spectacle audiences expect from a Chris Nolan production. So are we ready to get into this plot? Yep. Okay. So before we even get into the plot, what did you did you know anything about this movie at all, except for who might have been in it? No, I, I've... There's one thing, but I don't even. I usually don't know who's gonna be in most movies, but for this one, I remember seeing the trailer and we saw like, the trailer a bunch of times. Yeah, there was oh, cool, cool backwards effect, and that's it. Yeah, so I saw the trailer a bunch of times, and I saw Dean Richards of WGN Nine News. He did a review on it, and he said it was hard to follow. And that's going to be a really interesting part of our conversation today. (laughs) So here we go with the plot of Tenet. Um, So a CIA agent called the protagonist, and that is John David Washington, participates in an extraction operation at the Kiev Opera House. A masked soldier wearing a red trinket saves his life by unfiring a bullet through a gunman. After seizing an artifact, the protagonist is captured by mercenaries. He is tortured and consumes cyanide. He awakens to learn the cyanide was a test of loyalty. His team had been killed and the artifact lost. So that whole beginning scene was basically... It was Brandon's concert. Where <laughs> yeah, they, they, they smashed through a cello and I was like, okay, these, <laughs> these, these, these monkeys gotta die. <laughs> so they had these bad guys come through... At a opera house where all these kids were playing, you know, not they're, kids, they're or high school or adults. No, they're adults. Were they adults? They're okay, adults, not kids. And they were uh, playing their instruments. And what they did was they took, I think they took all the um, oxygen out of the building. Yeah. And that's how everybody passed out through the whole thing. No, I think they just put like sleeping gas or whatever. Some some kind of gas where everybody just passed out through the beginning of the movie. So that was. A very interesting start of the movie and very good action scene to start with. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on with the plot. So the protagonist is recruited by an organization called Tenet. A scientist briefs him on the bullets with inverted entropy, meaning entropy. they entropy. Thank you. Yes. Meaning they move backwards through time. She believes they are manufactured in the future, and other inverted objects seem to be remnants of a war in the future. The protagonist meets Neil through a CIA agent. CIA contact, and they trace the inverted bullets to an arms dealer, Priya Singh, in Mumbai. They learn that Priya is a member of Tenet, and her cartridges were purchased and inverted by Russian oligarch... Oli, are, oligarch. oligarch. Where do you know these words I don't from? know. It's oligarch, oligarch, whatever. Andre Sator. So Andre Sator... As we always say, is the Russian bad guy because he has the accent. So, you know, you, yeah. Get, yeah. you get the Russian <laughs> accent, you're most likely going to be a bad guy. Or if you're bald or have a beard. Bald, have a beard, a Russian tattoos, accent. Tattoos, you know. Mm-hmm. If you have it all. And also, all. And also the, the other thing that I've noticed a lot lately, too, you also have to be really well-dressed and drink, like, scotch and whiskey and bourbon. 
Not true. There's, there's a lot of that going on, especially like John Wick movies, as we've just talked about every freaking episode that we have done. Aww. So moving forward with the plot. In London, the protagonist approaches Sator's ex- estranged wife, Cat, an art appraiser who falsely authenticated a forged Goya drawing. She tells him that Sator purchased a drawing from the forger, Aripo, and is using Cat's authentication as blackmail to control her in the relationship. Authentication. Right? Authentication. That's what I said. So the protagonist and Neil plot to steal the drawing from a Freeport storage facility at the Oslo airport. There they discover a turnstile. This is where the fun part begins. And fend off two masked men who seemingly emerge from the turnstile. Afterwards, Priya explains the turnstile is a machine that can invert the entropy. Did I say it right? Yep. Entropy of objects and people. And the masked men were the same person traveling in opposite directions through time. That part got me because I had no clue where we were at that point. Like I said, it was it. The movie is kind of hard to follow. You really, really, really have to pay attention. I, w- I was trying my best at the beginning, but in still, <laughs> my issue was the music was be sometimes very loud at some points of the movie. Correct. It was actually overtaking the movie at some points. And the problem with that was mainly because... It was a lot I, of dialogue heavy. A lot of dialogue heavy, and a lot of the dialogue was like this and very monotone and... Well, mostly Low quiet. and quiet and droll and just there was there was like no personality and that's no it was just mostly the but music. But all the bad guy, all, everybody that was talking, even the woman, cat, even uh, Sator, all those people were talking in that low tone, and that's kind of where I was like, yeah, this is kind of it, it needs to pick up a little bit more energy there. So well, it was trying to with the music. That's my yeah. Opinion. The mu- the music was actually trying to hold everything together, which was too loud though. It's a little bit loud at times for sure. So on the Amalfi Coast in Italy, Cat introduces a protagonist to Sator. He learns and learns the drawing is intact. Sator plans to kill the protagonist, but the protagonist saves Sator's life and attempts to drown him. After Cat attempts to drown him, Sator and the protagonist strike a partnership to retrieve the case that supposedly contained plutonium-241. So in Talon, the protagonist and Neil ambush a convoy and steal the case, which actually contains an artifact lost in Kiev. They are ambushed by an inverted Sator holding Cat hostage. The protagonist gives Sator an empty case and retreats. He rescues Cat, but is soon captured and taken to a warehouse with a turnstile. So the whole turnstile is basically where everything is inverted. Yeah. And that's kind of where I kind of once obviously realized it in the first one. But then it was just, it was really cool how they did it where things were going backwards and just in reverse and just how things kind of meshed back and forth and you kind of over, you know, kind of cross over things. Yeah. So is that how you were viewing it or yeah, what was, yeah, what was your were, take? Yeah, things were crossing over like thing. If you kind of like reverse the entire like scenes backwards and obviously pan the camera in different angles, it would make more sense in that point of view, which is that's what basically they did. It was just the one thing I did notice that they didn't have crazy angles in this, like yeah, they was, did in 
I would say the movie that had awesome angles was uh, Spencer Confidential. That movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg yeah. that we saw a few a few weeks back. That one had really cool angles. This one could have used that. And one thing that also bothered me too is a lot of the dialogue between the actors. They would have two cameras going back and forth between the actors, like one going to her, one going to him, one going to her, one going to him, one going to her, one going to him. So it was quick cuts. Instead, what they could have done was they could have had just one camera on the one person talking while the other person is like reacting. Yeah. And it would have made more sense to me rather than the quick cuts. Yeah. It just seemed like there was way too many quick cuts in the conversations, but that's a lot how a lot of movies are. So moving on with the plot, the inverted Sator shoots Cat with an inverted round, while the non-inverted Sator demands the location of the artifact. Tenant operatives led by Ives arrive and rescue the protagonist, and Sator escapes into the turnstile. The group takes Cat through the turnstile, inverting them and reversing Cat's bullet wound. The now inverted protagonist travels back in time to ambush to the ambush site, where he attempts to retrieve the artifact, but is intercepted by Sator. The protagonist's car is overturned and catches fire, but Neil saves him and reveals he is a member of Tenet. So that whole like car chase scene and all that was—I thought that was really yeah. pretty freaking cool how they did that too. Yep. I mean, the chase scene where the one car was chasing him backwards, and you know he he jumping from one side to the other, and the, the case that just happens to bounce across the hood of one car into the window of the other—that just isn't possible. Nah, nah, but nah. It, obviously, yeah, physics just wouldn't have made that happen. The monkey. But, but the monkey did that. <laughs> there is no monkey. Why are you saying that? So moving on with the plot, the protagonist, Neil, and Kat travel back in time to the Freeport in Oslo, but the protagonist fights his past self, enters the turnstile, and reverts, followed by Neil and Kat. Later, Priya explains that Sator is collecting the artifacts to assemble an algorithm which is capable of castrophysics. Kest- Catastrophic. <laughs> I go okay. I can't. Catastrophically inverting go. the entropy of Earth. There you go. <laughs> wow, that was a. That was, it was there a lot of big words. So right that here. whole fight scene again between the protagonist and himself, you see twice. So you see early in the movie, mm-hmm. which the protagonist John David uh, Washington is know. fighting a guy with a helmet on and you can't see his yeah. face or anything. You later realize it's him fighting himself because it's all inverted. And luckily none of them die. None, none no, of the he doesn't people. shoot him. Yeah, if it he even sh- said, he said, don't shoot him. Remember at the be- the first yeah. part? He's like, don't shoot him. And well, obviously you're not going to shoot him because he's the same guy. <laughs> if you shoot your past self, do you even exist? Well, remember how they kind of mentioned that? Yeah, the- in the, the movie paradox. where it's like the paradox where it's like, if you can you sh- go back in time and kill your grandfather and then how can, you, you, how can you kill your grandfather if you were never born? Yeah. It's not, there's no answer. There's, there's no answer to that. It's just a paradox. Yeah. So, <laughs> who's the shit we talk about here? <laughs> there's a lot of funny time concepts I'd like to talk about one day. Yeah, there is some interesting time concepts. So, camera feels Sador is dying from pink. Pancreatic cancer. They learn that Sador is using a dead man's switch to trigger the algorithm. Cat believes Sador will travel back in time to commit suicide during their vacation in Vietnam so that the world will die with him at the last moment he was happy. 
The protagonist, Neil Cat and Tenet troops, and Tenet troops travel back in time to that day where Cat disguises herself as past self to keep Sador alive long enough for Tenet to secure the algorithm. So then on to the next fun part, too. Mm -hmm. Tenet tracks the algorithm to Sator's hometown in northern Siberia, where he is heavily guarded. They launch a temporal pincer movement with non-inverted red team troops and inverted blue team troops making simultaneous assault. At a critical moment, an inverted blue team soldier wearing a red trinket sacrifices himself to save the protagonist and Ives. Meanwhile, in Vietnam, Cat kills Sator as the protagonist secures the algorithm. That whole fight scene was interesting because you would see the, let's just say, the red uh, person with the red thing that's not inverted shoot a tower, but the tower is repaired and reversed, but a person on the blue team would shoot it again so it would stay destroyed and would fall down again. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. It was awesome how they did it. I'm not, my question is how did they do that? I don't know. But uh, all I remember seeing and through a lot of this is... The trucks driving through the um, the war area, and you would see one thing blow up on the ground while the next one is going inward yeah. into the ground. So it's like one's blowing up, the other's going the opposite direction. So someone's like walking out of a building, but then it like reverts, blows up, so then it gets like. Psh. Yeah, so it's like shot all over the place. So, and the protagonist being, or not the protagonist, uh, Sator getting killed by Cat was a very interesting scene as well. <laughs> so. How, how she shoots him in the chest. Mm -hmm. And then what she does is she releases some of the wires on the boat at the bottom so she's able to push his body off of the deck of the boat. Mm -hmm. Well, when she pushed his body off of the deck of the boat, the dude flips and he hits his face on the side said, of the no, freaking it was, boat. He, he hits his back on the side of the boat and then his face on the lower part and then back into the water. Oh, my God. It was like, I mean, both Brandon and I, when it happened, we were like, oh, shit, what the hell was that? That was crazy. And it was just really cool how they did it. But then they did a shot from the side where you see his body flipping into the water. <laughs> and then afterwards that, they actually grab his body and they tie it to the back of the boat and they basically drag him, you, away. Drag him away with, with them. So moving on to the last part of this uh, plot, the protagonist Neil and Ives break up the algorithm and part ways. The protagonist notices that Neil is wearing the red trinket. Neil reveals he was recruited by the protagonist in the future, and this mission is, from his perspective, the end of a long friendship. So Priya attempts to have Kat assassinated, but she's killed by the protagonist, who realizes he is a mastermind behind Tenet. So there's all that. There's there's all that. Very interesting movie, like I said, from beginning to end. There was a lot of, uh, like, what the hell is going on <laughs> moments, I do have to say. Do um, you want to start or do you want me to start? Oh, I'll our... start because I know that if you go and then say you give a rating and I give the same rating, then you're going to be like, oh, you copy. All right, so let's see what you got. So... We'll break it down to the main segments. I don't remember from mine, but well, let's I do use, acting, yeah. like uh, you know. So one, so special effects. I will have to say is very, very good. There's not. It's not like special effects like going through space or whatever. It's just like explosion effects, 
fire effects and time travel. Time, time travel time effects. Time sort of effects. And the reverse so, time travel. Yeah, the reverse all that. So those special effects were really good because of the way they implemented the tra uh, the travel, the time stuff, was and weirdly it it was weird because I was wondering the whole time how would how did someone do that? Do they take like a part of a frame and then just overlap it, or do they how do they do it? And then so it's something that I never probably will never know because you know that's probably super complicated stuff mm -hmm. but the special effects were good the main plot was i will say good because what the at the very beginning it's it's purposely confusing from what i got mm -hmm. but the, as you get to the end the end is the beginning technically so it's like now now we know like the the beginning what the beginning means but then initially if it was a first watch you'd be like well that doesn't make sense so it was you were lost on the first part of the f first, first parts part of the, of the movie. movie and then but then once you got to the end you're like okay that makes sense so if you did sort of sort of at least for me yeah for me I get I get most some of it at least but if it was a rewatch then I'd be like okay now that makes sense because of the end but it's not like I remember everything so I'd still be very lost. The acting, uh, I would say, is pretty good. Uh, most of the main characters, um, most of the, some of the side characters did uh, pretty well in their acting roles, the actors at least. I don't know any of the names for the actors, so I'm just kind of who, who are you thinking? Just, I say most of the main characters, of the lead characters. Okay, yeah, them. so Cat, um, Neil, and yeah. Protagonist, yeah. and Sator. Yeah, those are the four main ones. Yeah, those are the main ones I thought they did pretty good. Uh, there's, I think that's most of them, for most of the topics I would like to cover. There's plot, there's acting. Mm -hmm. Special effects. Special effects. That's about so, it. So, yeah, my rating for this movie would be a solid four out of five. Now, 4.5 out of 5 would be a really good movie, but I would say this movie would be a really good movie if I knew what from the beginning what the movie was trying to at least convey, or like through the story and plot. Okay. Uh, if it was... So obviously the intended part movie, the movie intended the beginning to be very confusing, and that kind of was... It's kind of it. Was, it made me very confused because sometimes then dialogue would just be flood out. Like one reason, one reason was the dialogue was always flood out by music in some parts, and sometimes it's like, why is this happening? Because you don't know because you didn't hear the dialogue correctly. Okay. But the story, like every most of the movie, was pretty good, other than a few like the confusing bits and the dialogue and the music being just weird. So I would give it a four point four point zero out of five. Four point zero out of five. Nice, nice job, Brandon. Yep. All right, so I'm going to jump into my r little um, rating here. So I'm going to start with acting, and uh, I'm going to agree with Brandon that the uh, main four actors were really good. John um, John David uh, Washington, I thought, was really w well done. Yep. Uh, Robert Pattinson did pretty good with his character. Cat. Was pretty good, and then Sator to me was just your typical bad guy, you know, trying to control everything, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it was he was kind of cliche, but it was it was in a different type of way. 
So the, the actors were above average on that. Uh, the plot, again, above average. And uh, I, I really liked how everything kind of somewhat tied in toward the end. Yeah. But it, for me, I was lost for, I would say, three quarters of the movie. That's where I was basically made. Three quarters of the movie, I was like, I don't know what why, the fuck why is, is Why are they blowing up the plane? Why are yeah. they... Why, <laughs> why, why is a plane being blown up out of the Yeah, room? they were blowing up a plane. I mean, they were taking people... Hostage. hostage. It was like they were infiltrating and shooting people. Why? Yeah, why it's like not, none of that really and made not, sense. And then now that. you're on a cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, why is this? It was there was a lot. You're right, and there was a lot of jumping from one scene to another, and there was like no flow. Yeah. That's the easiest way to say it. There was no flow. It was just like boom to boom, boom to boom to boom, and you're like. What the hell is going on? Your your head's all over the place. It I guess there could have been a little bit more buildup, but because of the way the movie's set, that's why they didn't do it. They yeah. like you said, they made it purposely confusing for the viewer, which to me isn't always a good thing. Because I like to be entertained, which it was entertaining, mm -hmm. but I don't want to have to overthink everything either. Yeah. I don't need to have at to piece over, everything at together. At least overthink during the movie. Overthink after the movie. Well, like thing. what we're doing now. Yeah. This is exactly what we're doing. So, and then uh, the special effects, I'm going to have to say, also was above average. Um, I, I really liked how they did the uh, reverse and the back-in-time stuff where they kind of were walking backwards and shooting backwards and everything was backwards and... Just driving backwards and all that fun stuff, and then also inverting it to where it was going forward, and then it would go reverse again. Yeah. So that was very interesting. I don't think there's many movies out there that are, are like that. I think Shutter Island had something like that many, many years ago, but I, if I just maybe a little bit, or I'm not sure what other movie was uh, like that as well, but I know there's been a few that have used that. So for my overall rating... Brandon went with a 4.0. I'm going to go with a 3.5. And my reasoning for that is because it is an above-average movie. It is entertaining because it keeps you mostly engaged. I kind of, I kind of, I would have to say dozed a little bit because the dialogue got a little kind of blah for me because, like I said, it was very monotone and a lot of this talking and... Yep. And a lot of that, like Brandon said, the the music overtook some of uh, the dialogue, and it was just hard to follow. But overall, a solid three point five. Would I recommend it to somebody that is just a your your novice kind of moviegoer? Probably not. But if somebody who really likes movies, this is something for them. Yeah. So this is something. I mean, it's not for everybody, but it's for a lot of people. And for Brandon and I, because we like very interesting, fucked up, weird movies, we like yep. reviewing these <laughs> fucked up, weird movies. So that was a lot. It was very interesting to watch, and I think I'm gonna have to watch it at least one more time, just to, like he said, to try to catch it and figure it out and piece things together on where it was. Yep. Right. So Brandon had a 4.0. 4.0. I had a 3.5. Yep. And that was our review of Tenant. Coming out last year, 2020. And uh, what, are, what are we looking forward to next time you're here? Oh, we got oh, Kong. We got the new Kong trailer tomorrow. Godzilla versus Kong. That's in two weeks, right? No, it's four weeks. Four, the two visits. Two, 
four weeks, right? What What's the actual date that's coming out? March, I'm going to say March 20th. March 20th, let's see. So what is the tra- what is their Ch- teaser trailer already shown so Ch- far? It's like Tomorrow what? Tomorrow is going to be. But what did you say the one that was released this week? It was like three frames? <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 like, there's like a few things with like three frames, but... Th- I'm gonna go with a safe estimate of March twentieth. I think you're four. That should be four weeks. No, or for uh, let's see, because you'll be here one, two, three, four, four times. Mm. Your fourth time here in March, and then we get to watch that one. You're gonna. You, I'm, 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 I'm. I know you love it. Here. You know. You know you love the Godzilla movies. I love though. Godzilla and King Kong. It's just the last. Godzilla movie to me wasn't that good. You don't have, you don't know good movies. I jo- do know good movies. Nah, John Wick is bad. <laughs> Endgame is bad. Oh Star yeah. Wars is bad. Oh whatever. Look I'm, at my look at my movie wall over here. Uh, I got Fight Club, Joker, John Wick, Reservoir Dogs. I got The Crow. I got Goodfellas. I got Rudy. Bad, I got Goonies. Bad. I got Boondock Saints. Bad. I got. King Kong over here. Good. Exactly. So I, I have good taste in movies no. and music, and but everybody has an opinion. Not every. No, I'm being funny. Every, I, I know. All, I know those, all those movies are very good. But I know. I, but you know, everybody has an opinion. Not everybody's going to like everything. Like I said about this movie, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to like Tenet. There's going to be a lot of people that really love Tenet. Yeah, but I'm one of those where I'm like on the fringe. I, I would again, like I said, watch it again. But otherwise, yeah. I don't, if, I, if I see it on the TV because it's a two and a half hour movie, I'll probably be like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to catch up and finish uh, Cobra Kai this coming week. Uh, what else do I have going on? Oh, Super Bowl Sunday is uh, two weeks from. Well, that'll be the next time Brandon's here, too. Yeah. Super Bowl. So we have the championship games tomorrow. So we have Buffalo versus Kansas City. And then we have Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. And Brandon will be leaving tomorrow afternoon. And what are we going to do tomorrow? What do you want to do? Uh, you want to do possibly some, the, kar- the, some more the karate work? Karate work. Uh, po- hopefully do some ref- reshoots or whatever of the commercial. Yeah, if, if Brandon can. wants to reshoot, we can definitely do that. And then we can uh, enjoy our morning and have some eggs and bacon. and Eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. Yeah. So there it is. So bacon th- and eggs. This is episode 23 of the E2B2 podcast in the books, and Brandon, where, do, where can we find you on the socials? Paleozoic Productions for both Twitter and YouTube, and that's it. And for me, Evan J. Thomas on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and I won't be on Facebook until February 4th oh, because of my band still. Oh, you, uh, you can said. also follow Badass Productions all over Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well, YouTube, and also make sure you follow E2B2 Podcast on Facebook in Instagram is where we are with that. Make sure you check out Turbo, Sirius XM Turbo, this coming Tuesday, the 26th at 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. You will hear my dumbass, my four songs that I picked, and I'll be introducing those. So you will hear me all over Sirius XM Turbo. So until next time, Brandon, any last words for you? Keep pimp chimping. Keep pimp chimping. And for me, I'm going to say thank you for listening, everybody. We appreciate the support and rock on. Yo.